This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 265, One Mysterious IELTS Myth. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. On today's episode, find out about a rumor that is flying around regarding where you should take the test and find out why it's not true and learn what you should strategically focus on instead. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Jessica, what's shaking? Hey, Lindsay, I'm good. I got a busy day of work today. Okay. That's what I'm looking forward to. I love working, though. <laughs> I love seeing, like, like a packed, like, calendar when I wake up in the morning. I was like, oh, good. yes, feeling good. Yeah. Nail it. Yeah. No, you know what? I, I Like, when I see a empty calendar, I feel good in the morning because I'm like, great, I don't have any, not too much pressure. Like, I'm still going to work, but I'm going to do things when I want. Right. But then at the end of the day, I don't feel as fulfilled. Like, something's kind of yep. missing, you know? I think... Totally. Yeah. So... It's, it's that, like, that tangible action of crossing things off a list. Yeah. <laughs> you know, could not be any more satisfying. Mm. By the way, guys, tangible is a great IELTS word. Tangible. So <laughs> tangible just describes something you can you can feel. It's real. So it's a sort of like it's a so something you could touch, right? Like literally touch and feel. Yeah. But we use it sort of metaphorically to describe something, even a feeling that is so strong mm-hmm. that you feel like it's solid because it's so strong, right? Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like it. And we've talked a lot about uh, kind of a bit of deception behind that idea too, right? With our students, when we're doing the wrong things, but we're still checking things off, it feels satisfying, but we want to make sure we're doing the things that move the needle forward. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've totally done that before where like, like you, like I wake up and Mm -hmm. I see I don't have a lot listed for Mm -hmm. that day. Mm -hmm. So I'll just, you know, whatever. I'll just write stuff down. I'll be like, um, make muffins. Yeah. Uh, Fix the fan. (laughs) Clean the front seat of the car. And. Sure, like I'll do those things and I'll cross them off. But same right. thing at the end of the day, I look and I was like, that I didn't really get anything. Like done. nothing, nothing like, changed. Those things yeah. I didn't need to make muffins. Yeah, Why did I make yeah. muffins. No, and and I love and we've done right. And muffins are equivalent to like sticky little grammar points that don't matter on the test, right? Exactly. We've talked about this before. And if our listeners haven't heard this, you guys should go back into our back episodes because it's a really important point. And this is not what we're talking yeah. about today. But I just want to make this point that if you are hiding. From the test. If you're wasting right. your time focusing on silly little punctuation issues or little right. grammar points that make no difference, you're hiding and you need to admit exactly. it to yourself and you need to focus on the things that matter. 
Because there will be like entire forum threads about whether to use the the definite or the indefinite article before this one specific noun. And I promise you guys, that is not going to make a difference to your score yeah. at all. Unless you're aiming for a nine, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But, you, but you're not. Nobody okay? is. Yeah. But no, but you're Nobody not. Is. So, yeah. you know, you're wasting your time reading about this stuff asking about this stuff because it's not going to help your score at all. Yeah. No, so you exactly. need to put your time put your time where your money and mouth are. No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I was trying to make up a new idiom. Just <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Put your time where it's useful, right? Yeah. No, exactly. And sometimes it, it it's a, a case of knowing what is important, right? Because that's the other piece of it. If we don't if we're not familiar with what the examiner wants or anything like that, then we might think that it's important to focus on little little punctuation issues like apostrophes or silly little things, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Because sometimes yeah. that's how um teachers fill time in the classroom too, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. like in an IELTS classroom, maybe an, a teacher will spend a whole class talking about the past perfect continuous yeah. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I promise you guys, like we almost never use that verb tense. Yeah. That's right. It is not going to come up and it's not going to make a difference in your score. It's not going to help your comprehension on listening or reading and it's not you're not going to use it in writing and speaking so why are you wasting a whole hour and then doing homework about it afterwards oh my god so true and that really is the reason why we must be working with someone who really understands this exam like you do jessica with 10 years of experience or more in this field or now (laughs) yeah you need somebody who can say that like this is a complete waste of time this grammar point ignore it for the next three months while you're preparing for ielts or your score will suffer right exactly Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what are we talking about today? Oh, we got an interesting email from a listener. Yeah, we did. And I love getting emails from listeners. So I encourage you guys to write in to lindsay.allersenglish.com and we will. If it's a good question, you know, we're going to read it on the show. And today we're going to read this question on the show, right, Jessica? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you right. do you want to read mm-hmm. it and I sure. can just kind of stop you yeah. as, as thoughts occur to me? That sounds great. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I've been a student of three – no, is this the same student? Yeah. Is, oh, okay. Th- yeah. It's not just a listener. It's also a student it's in our course. actually a student in our course. Okay. I didn't yeah. realize this before, but all right. So I've been a student of Three Keys Isles, but I haven't posted my commitment in the Facebook group. Okay. So that's fine. That's irrelevant. So – well, it's not. She should post her, her comment in the Facebook. We we do Wait, ask our new students Explain what that to, is. Yeah. yeah. What's the commitment? Right. So as soon as you join our course, you get into the welcome module where one of the modules we explain that we ask you to talk about – how often you're committing to, to doing this work, right? We ask you to, we tell, we ask you how often you're going to study and why. Like, why are you taking this exam? You need to link your work to the end goal. Okay. And then we ask you to share it with a family member and in the Facebook group. And this is effective, you guys. And this is another thing that sets our course apart from every single other course is that we take into account the, the motivation, the psychological benefits of reducing anxiety, for example, or stating your commitments. These are, these things are, are literally part of the course to keep you motivated the whole way through. You don't just buy the course and then we throw some worksheets at you. Right. Right. Like that's usually what happens if you buy a course or go to a class. Like it's not just that. It's, it's holistic. It takes all of the elements of motivation and hard work into it. Right? To mm-hmm. make this like really exactly. the strongest course possible. Yes, yes exactly. Oh, oh, oh. Exactly. And and also we want to know, like, we want to be there with you guys. 
kind of the personalized aspect. We want to know why you're taking this test. We want to envision yeah. you in your the future country that you're going to, your future life. And that kind of makes this community feeling that we all come together and we're, we're striving for a better future for ourselves. Okay, And then it totally connects you to other people in the course, right? Because they read your commitment and they're like, you can do it. Whoa, I also want to go there. I'm also in that field. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. like encouraging um, like domino effect of just yeah. stating one thing. Yeah, it creates a very positive atmosphere, which which we love to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So the student has <laughs> not posted the commitment in Facebook. Okay. So here we go. Let me keep going here. So the reason is that I'm scared of booking the test. My target score is seven for each module and I've been taking IELTS. I've taken IELTS six <gasps> times. Oh my God. And writing is 0.5 to one point below seven each time. Okay. I'm going to stop you there. Stop. I'm going to okay. stop you there. Yes, okay. Jump in. Guys, six times? Six wow. times. If well, you've done it, and we've talked about this before, I think we had like a similar, oh, sorry, I think the mailman is here. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, where if you're, if you've done something this many times and still not achieved, the goal that you need, mm-hmm. something is wrong. Yeah. I well, mean, obviously mm-hmm. she did realize that. That's why she booked her. She um Took signed course. up for our course, right? Yeah, because no, she's trying to good. change her preparation, which is yeah. great. Yes, yes. But but as we're going to see, she's still not completely f- kind of following everything that she's not exactly doing it in the right way, right? She's not following right. all of our recommendations. So, right, if you are not in a course or our course and you've taken this six times, that means you've wasted $1,200. Oh, my God. <gasps> That's so much money. <laughs> so much See, money. My do- my- oh. I think it's the money that Ozzy's reacting to. That's the $1, what it is. It's, it's the shock of the $1,200 and the fact that my next door neighbor just closed his door and walked past the window. Okay. That's what's <laughs> happening right now. He's very protective of me, which is good. Listeners, I'm going to be around forever because that's I have a cool. strong dog. That's, that's awesome. going to protect me. I love that idea. <laughs> okay. Okay. Pedro knew that he could not pass the IELTS exam by himself. And after he went through a 30-day study plan, he achieved a score of a 7.5. When we asked him what he liked best about the course, he said that he appreciated the fact that he was able to get clarifications on any question when he wanted in the Facebook group. You can do this too if you go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S and join us today. See you there. Okay, and so here we go. I do not dare to book a test before I'm confident about my writing. And that's and that's good, right? And that's good yeah. because that's that's the mistake that was made before is that she just kept doing the same thing and now she mm-hmm. knows like listen, I have to I have to really prepare for this. Like I have yes. to figure out what's happening with my writing and practice and make it stronger before I actually book the test. So that's good. I yeah. like that part. That's There's good. some self-awareness there. So self-awareness exactly. is a huge key to success. Yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly. So a question is, must I book a test prior to doing Three Keys IELTS course? Okay. Um, no, of course not. Yeah. So no. Okay. So should we keep going? 
Yeah. yeah, well, let's just address that question quickly. Guys, no, you don't have to book your test before you sign up for our course, okay? The just the layout of it is that there's a 30-day plan and a 60-day study plan, all right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you have to take your test in 30 days or 60 days if mm-hmm. you're going to sign up for our course. Mm-hmm. You do get six months of access. Yeah. You so get, mm-hmm. if you could plan like way in advance and really go about your preparation in a, in a comfortable, confident way and then... Then, you know, two months before your exam, really, really dive in and recommit yourself to the study plan. Yeah. There, there are a lot of ways you could organize your time if you plan that far in advance. Yeah. Although I think you should have a target date in mind. You know, you don't necessarily have to yeah, sign up, true. but like yeah. you should have, you, you know, let's say it's, it's January and you know, you have six months in the course. Let's say you might say, okay, I know I want to take it sometime in April or May. You know, I think yeah. it's good because then we know the timeline. Like, you know, you know what to do when, right? Jessica, we've had students. That's true. Yeah. If you, if you don't have a goal in mind, it's really hard to organize your time. And also, we've, we've <laughs> talked about this before, the sense of urgency. You know, if That's you don't true, have kind yeah. of a deadline, you may not approach the course with the same urgency that you need. You'd probably just like dip in and choose an activity at random yeah. and, oh, yeah. that looks fun. I'm going to do that. And then like forget about it for a week. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So think about if you can book it, book it. And then, you know, you put yourself under that pressure. You know, yeah, that, that's, that's what true. I would, that's what I think. I don't know. It depends on that's the student. True. So, all right, let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So in addition, I heard that taking IELTS in Thailand or Singapore gets higher scores. Uh, gets you a higher score in writing because students in China are strong at taking exams, <laughs> which probably seems absurd to you. <laughs> it right. does. It does. All right. But still, <laughs> I'd like to bother asking, is this true? So this student must be in China. And yeah. right. So, right. So, all exactly. right. Should we stop there? Yeah. On that? So, okay. um, I mean, there, there are always myths that come up yeah. like this. I, I mean, mm. even just, um, anecdotally, just in Portland, just in this like microcosm of Portland. Um, yeah, there's students because we have two testing centers here. And, um, some students say that the examiners at this test center give you higher scores than yeah. the other one and blah, <laughs> blah, blah. Guys, no. Um, <laughs> So firstly, there's there's a couple things I want to sort of unpack from this idea. Firstly, that there is no way you're going to get higher scores in one country or the other. Okay? It's just okay. not. If if you're going to write the same essay, it's going to get the same scores because the examiners are constantly checked. We are constantly standardized is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Not only do we have to go through um, really intense training every two years, but in between those two years of, of training, we are checked by Cambridge, okay? So um, examiners are always under the gun to give the same score as another examiner, okay? Mm-hmm. So the IELTS goal, they know that there are like millions of examiners around the world yeah. and their goal is to make them all give the scores according to the same descriptors and the same requirements. And hmm. and that's what happens, you guys. Yeah. Um, examiners are, I mean, they're, they're highly trained and like I said, there are a lot of people above them that are always checking their work as well. So that's, that's impossible. But 
there is something to think about here. I was um, teaching a student in our course from Taiwan. And as you guys know, I lived in Taiwan for six years. So I'm well aware of the common mistakes. Yeah. And so will the examiners because the examiners are probably teachers there at the very least, but, mm-hmm. um, or sorry, at the most, but at the least, they'll be <laughs> examining people in your country every week, right? So they, yeah. they're, so for example, in Taiwan, I knew that I was going to hear students not say the th sound. Um, same in China. That's going to be true if Chinese is your first language. That, that th sound is really hard. There are certain grammar mistakes that are really common if Chinese is your first language. So if you guys are making those same mistakes as every other student, it's really hard to push above a six because mm. the examiner hears these mistakes and thinks, oh, well, this is, you know, this is the same as every other student. I'm going to give them a six. Yeah. Even if you have this impressive vocabulary, yeah. it's hard to hear it because I'm just, I'm hearing these same mistakes as everyone else. Yeah. Um, so if, um, so some of my advice to, to this student in our course, for example, was, I know that the examiner's listening, listening for these mistakes because you're Taiwanese. Okay. So yep. if you can really nail this one phoneme, like seriously, mm-hmm. this is that specific, right? If you can nail this like TH sound, mm-hmm. this is going to set you apart from other students oh, like so right cool. away. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. So we can kind of leverage our understanding of our own, like our own culture's kind of mistakes. Yeah. And then exactly. we can use that to strategically bump our score up. That's brilliant. Exactly. Exactly. And so this also goes into the ideas that you're expressing. If, um, so I would hear the same sort of support, um, and the same answers from so many students. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. and guys, I'm, I'm not being offensive. I promise there's, you know, if you ask an American, <laughs> if you ask five Americans the same question, you'll probably get the same answers. It's a, yeah. it's a cultural thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Portlanders all love coffee and bicycles. It's whatever. <laughs> like it's a thing. So, um, just be aware of that though. Okay. Yeah. So that means when you go into the test, for example, and if you are from China or Taiwan and the examiner says, tell me about your favorite, your favorite family holiday, your favorite family vacation. Let's not talk about Chinese New Year because mm-hmm. I'm going to hear that from 20 other students. <laughs> Let's choose something, you know, uh, like the moon festival or <laughs> something, <laughs> something that you don't think everybody else is going to talk about because the biggest difference between a six and a seven is a six is a normal student. A six, all the sixes sound alike. Okay. They're students. Mm-hmm. They study. They can do it. Great. But they're not interesting. Mm-hmm. A seven is interesting. Mm-hmm. I love that. So that even <laughs> goes into the ideas. And yeah. So is that because when we're expressing different ideas, kind of our intonation is different. Our pronunciation is more is more varied or is it actually just the idea that we're talking um, about? Well, I th- it has to do with vocabulary as mm, well, right? So yeah. if you're expressing ideas that other students aren't, it shows a wider range of vocabulary. Sure. Okay. So for example, I know that all the Taiwanese students um, and the Chinese students probably on the mainland, I know that they've practiced talking about Chinese New Year in English because that's what every ESL teacher does. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that's what you talk about in the classroom. 
classroom. I get it. Like Boring. you've learned this and you've practiced <laughs> it. Yeah. But if you can talk about something that I don't think has come up in the classroom or I don't think is, is a common thing to talk about, it shows a wider range of vocabulary. Right. So it helps that score like specifically connected to that. But it also shows for the fluency and coherence. I'm like, you are able to talk about things that other students can't. Yeah. So yeah. it, it affects both of those scores. I love that idea. And the examiner will just enjoy your test overall more. And exactly. just that, that opens up. Again, we, it always comes back to this. Even though the test is very standardized, there's still a human being in front of you. Right. And yeah. human beings have biases sometimes, right? So Totally. Totally. And, you know, after being in IELTS for so many years, um, I can tell you, you know, how to sort <laughs> – if there is any way to game the system, right, <laughs> this, this is just one of those little tricks. So that's all. <laughs> I love that. Game the system. I like it. I like it. <laughs> a little secret. <laughs> okay, there you cool. go. Straight from my heart to yours, listeners. <laughs> the best secrets here at IELTS Energy. Can't find them anywhere else, guys. All right. Very cool. This has been good. I can't believe it's already 17 minutes. We'll let I our know. listeners get on with their busy days of studying. But um, this has been cool. And guys, if you want to get more insider secrets in a step-by-step format to really learn the strategies that you need to move beyond IELTS, go to allersenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. Get in today. Get in our Facebook group. Introduce yourself and come join the party. They, woohoo! It is totally a party. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Love it. All, All right, right cool. awesome. See you next time. All right, bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.